Welcome to the Energy Report on the New Story Podcast with me, your host, Rebecca Conran. I am a spiritual counselor, an energy healer, uh, and I do this report once a week. And it's really just to help people to align with what might be coming up. It's definitely not to try to circumvent any lessons that we should be learning, but more how do we align more fully, how do we feel validated in our experience, and how do we support ourselves. This week, the energy report is for January the 6th through the 12th. First, I just want to say thank you so much to everybody in 2019 who helped uh, keep the energy report going. Your donations and the patrons uh, who give each month help to keep me doing this work. It's a big energetic work to do um, to provide this content for so many people. And um, I really appreciate those who exchange energy with me and give back because it helps me to keep going. Um, A lot of what we're learning this week is about, and in 2020 in general, is about value valuing others, uh, giving uh, clear energy exchanges and requiring energy exchanges when we give. Um, These are all really important tools for us. So while the energy report is still going to be free to listen to, I do ask that if you haven't uh, exchanged energy with me, uh, to make a one-time Venmo donation, to become a patron of the energy report, if this is something that provides for you, that gives you comfort and care, um, even a $5 donation a, a month is something that allows this energy, this work to, um, be, f- to be free, to be this like beautiful free space of support and care because the exchange is happening. So there's a flow going on. Uh, If you can't give anything financially, then you can share it with a friend. You can share it in your social media. Um, There's other ways of uh, sending love and energy and support. Uh, So you tap into what's right for you. Okay, so the energy report this week is for January the 6th through the 12th. The theme I've picked is I continually return to my sacred space for renewal and clarity. I continually return to my sacred space for renewal and clarity. A sacred space is somewhere that you should be tapping into every single day. When I wake up in the morning, I mean, my whole home I consider to be my sacred space, but every morning I sit at a little meditation station. Uh, It doesn't have to be anything special for you. It doesn't have to be anything special in terms of like you don't have to purchase a new pillow or purchase anything. It can be just a place that feels good to you. Um, It might be in your bedroom, in your living room. I don't know. It can be anywhere. You don't have to do anything above and beyond. It's just carve out what that sacred space is for you. You can draw symbols that represent things for you. You can have pictures of goddesses. You can have a candle. You can have... uh, Images or talismans of things that make you feel good, that remind you of yourself, that validate you, that empower you. This is what a sacred space is all about. So 2020 is so much about carving out this space for yourself. Not just a literal space, but what the literal space represents, right? So it's not about me having a meditation station in my house. It's about me sitting there and going in and having this place where I feel like I can just that reminds me 
you know, that holds me accountable. Every time I see my little space, oh, yeah, I'm going to go over there. Even though I could get wrapped up in my phone or in the morning shit, nope, I'm going to sit over there and I'm going to go inward and I'm going to give the real sacred space my time and attention, which is my inner space. What's going on for me inside? Do I feel connected to spirit? Do I feel connected to my body? Do I feel connected to myself? Am I clear? What's in the way of that? So, so much can happen when we enter our own sacred space. So much understanding can happen. So much nurturing, so much connection. Um, So this week, you know, this is really important. Really, really important. The ritual I've picked this week is about really harnessing that sacred space. Your sacred space, it the the way that you are manifesting sacred space right now it could be many different ways okay it could be that you really need your body to be more sacred your mind it might be your home it's probably all of these things maybe for you visiting a sacred space is about going to a place in nature or church or a wellness center you know this week the ritual is is to really connect into the sacred spaces, to engage in cleansing and purifying these spaces. Your mind is a sacred place of creation, right? This is where you go to create in the mind, through your intentions and perspectives and thoughts. It's a sacred place. It needs to be clear. It needs to be loved, right? It needs to be sacred. Your body is a sacred space. It's the vehicle for transport transport of your spirit on earth. How are we treating our bodies in a sacred way? Your home is a sacred place of rejuvenation. Right? How do you treat your home, this sacred space? Who have you been allowing in there? You know, who has access? Who doesn't need to have access? Who needs to be cleared out? Life is so sacred, it's a precious gift that is immensely fragile and needs constant nourishment and care. And that means you and I, we are fragile, right? We're strong, for sure, but life itself is fragile. We need constant nourishment and care. In what ways do you need to be reminded to clear and connect to your personal sacred space this week? This is what the ritual is all about, connecting and clearing. Okay. The tarot I pulled this week is the Five of Swords. Not the easiest card. Pretty difficult card. Uh, Not the worst card, for sure, but a difficult card. You know, swords are cards of the mind and and intellect. Fives symbolize freedom. This card is asking us, on a personal level, to really release the compare and despair thought patterns. You know, you're not growing at the wrong speed. Just because so-and-so might be at a different place than you, maybe they're married and they have kids and you don't, they're not better than you, their life isn't easier than yours. Their life isn't more loving than yours, okay? Any of this compare and despair stuff, oh, if I had that job, if I was a wellness practitioner, all the jobs are hard, (laughs) okay? All the jobs come with innate drama and difficulty and struggle. That's life. Okay, this world is always in turmoil, and so are we, but life is also always 
so glorious at the same time. The gift of the human spirit is never more visible than when the chips are down as well, right? So that alone, the human spirit, is such a wondrous feat of beauty. So this card, it speaks to, like, needing to honor ourselves and, uh, you know, staying true to our integrity, freeing ourselves from anything that really... um, doesn't allow us to feed our own needs. Okay, so this card is like, we need to think of our own needs. Uh, We might be encountering selfishness and power plans in others, but we personally need to release the need for win-lose results. Okay, we don't have to be, it's not all about winner-loser. All right? We don't just want other people to suffer so that we can win, basically. Okay? We don't want to sacrifice our integrity. We don't want to lose sight of what is right. We are one with the world around us. What we wish for others is our secret wish for ourselves. Very, very important information here. Steer clear of hostility. Steer clear of that part of you that wants revenge. Steer clear of that part of you that wants to punish. Okay? Yes, put your own needs first. Yes, take care of yourself. Yes, allow others to do the same for themselves. We are going to have... This is just it's such a hot week this year. It's such a, such a hot week this year. Jesus, I'm so amped up that I can barely get through this podcast. This is one of the hottest weeks of the year, and it's not in a sexy way. It's in an alley, I, we might get a little bit burned way, okay? It's no surprise that we're seeing the implications of war for the USA and Iran and for the whole world as World War III looms on all of our minds. Just a reminder, war is Never, ever a good idea. Ever. It's never, ever a good idea. Okay? It's always terrible. That's the result. 40 million people died in World War I. 75 million people died in World War II. 40 million of which were civilians. So, war affects everybody, harms everybody. It is the instrument of an old paradigm, okay, which currently we're seeing that old paradigm struggling to hold on to antiquated systems of authority, so we see these absolutely immensely ridiculous and troubling acts of power and control coming to the forefront. This is part of this energy that we're moving through. It's not new for humans. War happens every day all over the world. Although for some of us who have lived privileged lives in the world, it can feel new to us, but it's not new. It is something that has been around since the beginning of time. However, humans, the humans of today, we are new. We've evolved. We've evolved in our empathy. We've evolved in our ability to reason. We've evolved in technology, so now we can share this information of what's going on. We don't have to be so compartmentalized in our countries and and cities. 
We can see the connection that we have with all human beings. We have evolved, but the systems that are in place of our governments, the systems of power, which in general are traced back to the same fucking people, the same lineages, the same kings, the same queens, the same families, the same rich people. Okay, that shit has to change. But because they don't want to change, we see a power struggle. They don't want to give up power. They don't want to give up control. Trump doesn't want to be impeached, doesn't want to give up power. Right? So what's he going to do? He's going to exert his control somewhere else. And so, yes, I read the news. <laughs> I am not in any way impervious to the world around me. When the world is in pain, I feel that pain too. We are one. But what helps me to move through these times is to live in my own daily personal integrity and to not give in to fear. I move through each moment of each day with the resolve to do my best as I can, come what may. This is all any of us can do. What our world needs is incredible acts of bravery and spiritual resolve daily, day to day, moment to moment. And the place to begin is at home with yourself. You have got to put the work in. That's just where we're at in 2020. This is exactly where we're at. If we don't love ourselves wholeheartedly, if we don't nurture and nourish ourselves wholeheartedly, we are not perpetuating that in the world around us. You, even if you never leave your house, you are still connected to absolutely everything here on earth. You are connected to everyone. Because we are more than just our physical bodies. We are these absolutely immensely powerful energetic beings and to do nothing is an energy to be uh, complacent is an energy right to be fearful is an energy to be brave is an energy no matter what we have to just keep putting the work in this is what 2020 is all about doing the work um it's a rough week. It's a rough week. Sometimes doing the work is you coming back to yourself, connecting with yourself, loving yourself, creating stillness, disconnecting from the continual, repetitive, uh, painful messages that may be being projected in social media, in the news, on television, in your families, in your friendships. I don't know how many times I've had to tell friends recently over and over again I've said it I am not holding space for any gossip and drama don't fucking come to me with it I don't want to fucking hear it and when they come to me and say well you probably don't want to hear this but blah blah, blah I say I, no I don't want to fucking hear it so stop guess what this creates discomfort for me for them but I do it anyway. I don't want to be involved in the drama. I don't want to be involved in the gossip. None of us need to be perpetuating that. We don't need, we don't need it. There's enough going on for all of us that we have to work through individually that we do. We need to disconnect from this constant, habitual fucking crisis. Okay, so 
your care this week might be, how do I disconnect from this crisis? How do I allow myself to turn inward? How do I sit with the anxiety that happens when I turn inward? How do I sit with the boredom that happens when I turn inward? Right? These are all important facets of our learning right now. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to the 2020 report, I really recommend just having listened to it because a lot of what I'm saying will hit home more um, if you've already listened to that one. So we start the week, Monday, the fir- uh, Monday, January the 6th through Wednesday, January the 8th. We've got the Sun and Mercury, both in Capricorn, which are sextile, Neptune, and Pisces. Sextiles can be easier transits because the planets are eager to work together. So rather than like rubbing each other the wrong way, they're kind of complementing each other. So Neptune at home in Pisces, that's been healing us by helping us to see clearly into places that we might have been in some illusion or deceit previously. It has also been helping us to clear the karma of the past. Okay, now with our collective identity, the sun, and our mind and perceptions, Mercury, working in this like cohesive, compatible way with Neptune this week, our psychic abilities are going to be enhanced. We're going to be able to see into situations with a higher perspective. But you might also feel spacier than usual. You might feel more sensitive to energy. This is a great energy for creativity. So if you need to channel that energy, uh, working creatively is going to be really helpful. You're probably going to feel that need to pull inward with this. And you should. You definitely should. Because this week is a roller coaster ride. Um, Friday, the 10th. We've got a full moon eclipse in Cancer, plus Uranus is going to turn direct after a five-month retrograde. So the first moon, the first full moon of 2020, and it's a full moon, right? This is our first moon of 2020. It's a full moon. It's at home in the truly feminine energy of Cancer, and it's an eclipse. A lunar eclipse is an event that happens when the moon moves into the shadow of Earth. So for a few moments, the moon is going to disappear to our eyes, right? It's like, it's like eclipsed by earth, the moon, the feminine, the goddess. Okay. What the fuck? Not cool. Right? Symbolically speaking, we can't have fucking earth eclipsing the fucking divine feminine. We can't have our earthly fucking agendas eclipsing the divine energy of the moon. The moon is what helps regulate water on earth, right? It's important. We need the moon. Full moons are points of release. Okay, they complete an emotional story. In 2020, we are moving closer to the activation of our feminine rising. All of last year, we had our north node in Cancer and our south node in Capricorn. So this is shit that we've been working on. The north node in Cancer, getting us to care about ourselves, getting us to care about one another, getting us to nourish and nurture ourselves, to be good parents, protectors of ourselves, and getting us to release through the south node Capricorn all those lower base desires, the desire for power and control and, you know, the ambition to have more than others for greed, for approval You know, those things that really hold us outside of our unconditional worth and value and that of others. So 
as we move into 2020, we move closer to this activation of our feminine rising, especially with this ultimate feminine moon. Okay, the moon is, moon rules cancer. It's, a, it's at home here and it's full and it wants to be fucking seen and it's going to be pissed to be pushed into darkness. Okay, and this isn't just about women. This is about the feminine energy that is in everybody. This is in everybody and every man, woman being on earth. So the feminine energy, feeling, being, receiving, creating, and evolving in all of us needs to come to the forefront. It's been oppressed. It's been suppressed. It's been abused. And now that has to change. It's a rebalancing. And that feels fucked up to people. It feels fucked up to feel your feelings after you've been suppressing them. It feels fucked up to have power after you haven't had any power. Okay? There's a reaction that happens that is not pretty. So we are in this fucking chaotic rebalancing act. Like birth evolutionary rebirth, which is what our society is going through, which is what we are individually going through. It's chaotic and it's uncharted. No birth is the same from person to person. It brings along excitement for sure and possible peril. Okay. That's scary. Just like birth. Any mother that's having a baby is a fucking terrifying ordeal. But at the end of it though, it's also the most exciting, beautiful ordeal to go through. Right? Uranus, on the same day as this full moon, is going to turn direct. Uranus is the planet of revolution, of rebellion, of change. It's been working its magic internally during the retrograde, and as it moves back into forward formation, we step out into the world and we activate that change. This full moon eclipse is guaranteed to bring on a massive change, individually and collectively. Things are literally going to be eclipsed in and out of our lives. Cancer energy, in its positive, is about noticing and validating feelings as well as honestly disclosing them and any insecurities we may have. The mother energy of cancer helps us in nurturing and supporting ourselves and others, taking the lead and helping, or by delegating and asking for support. That can also be a positive quality of this. The shadow side of this cancer energy is going to be needing to control out of fear or vulnerability, compulsively taking charge or feeling responsible for everything, hiding feelings and fears, and then seeing them coming out in negative ways, people pleasing, taking care of the feelings of others while neglecting one's own, or using emotions to manipulate. This can also be... Um, a shadow side, right? So you really want to watch that we're not engaging in these things, that we're just, uh, that we are being in our integrity. A couple of reminders for this full moon. Don't usurp the responsibilities of others through your control unless you've been invited to help. Not your job to be a savior. Not your job. Unless you've been invited to help someone else, don't take on their responsibilities. Put yourself first 
And if that means you're uncomfortable because they're struggling, then you're fucking uncomfortable because they're struggling. You don't take on the responsibilities of other people just because they're unwilling to do it. Second, it's never going to feel safe enough to be vulnerable, but we have to do it anyway. Confidence in being able to be vulnerable comes from the results of taking those risks. Third, we need to acknowledge our insecurities and share the truth about ourselves with others. This is going to give you more peace because you will not be spending as much energy on suppressing your feelings. Next, it's a huge gift to be able to nurture others. But is there a mutual exchange? What's the exchange? Are you just like giving into an endless pit? Or does that pit give back? Lastly, take care of yourself first. It's okay to say no if you don't feel right about something. Even if you don't know why you don't feel right about it. Just fucking say no, it's fine. Take care of yourself first. Put yourself first. Everybody else can live with that. Finally, we end this week. Can you tell? I'm fucking riled up. I'm so passionate today. Uh, It's probably because Mars is in Sag. And it is right on top of my moon, and which is also in Sag. So I think I'm just like feeling very emotionally uh, passionate today. Sunday, the 12th of January. Jesus Christ, you guys, this is a huge fucking day, okay? The sun, Mercury, Pluto, Saturn, and the asteroid Ceres all conjunct in Capricorn. Now, the conjunction that we're going to see between Saturn and Pluto, this is the biggest shit, okay? I've been discussing it on the podcast for the last few months. This is a transit that we haven't seen in 34 years. Now, this doesn't make it good or bad, but rather it's an opportunity that is definitely not routine to us, okay? So, like, Uranus goes retrograde all the time. Well, once a year, right? So does Saturn, so does... um, Mercury, three times a year. Like, all of these things happen. But this is a transit that hasn't happened in 34 years. Okay, so it's a huge, huge shift going on. Saturn symbolizes many things being like structure, law, discipline, time, ambition, responsibility, authority. That might be representative of the authority of a father or the inner father, right? social values, governments, how we deal with money, all of these things. Currently, it is at home in its sign of Capricorn. So this is really magnified. All of these themes are super magnified. Saturn and Capricorn um, is really amplifying what we want to achieve in life, what we want to work hard towards, the discipline necessary. So what are we trying to achieve, right? As a collective, as an individual, what the fuck are we trying to achieve? That's a rhetorical question. It's just a question to ponder. It's philosophical. You don't have to necessarily know the answers or you can start small. What am I trying to achieve day to day, right? You don't need to know what we're trying to achieve fucking 50 years in the future, But 
If what we're achieving day to day is not something that brings us peace, joy, happiness, dignity, we can guarantee we're not going to reach it in 50 years time. Okay, so what are we trying to achieve? In comes Pluto, also in Capricorn. Pluto symbolizes evolution. It's the energy of change, transformation, death and rebirth, power and control. Pluto is intense. It's a detective that is pushing us to evolve, pushing us to keep growing by getting to the bottom of things. In many ways, the energy of Pluto pushes us to transform ourselves, which inadvertently always brings in issues of power and control, just like I was talking about earlier. We don't want to feel vulnerable. We don't want to feel sad. We don't want to change. Change is uncomfortable. Change is confusing. So we push back and we hold on really tight. We exert our power and our control. Even though the structures will fall, change is inevitable. We cannot hold on to things that need to change. So Pluto and Saturn have been in tight conjunction for a little while now meaning that they're sitting very, very close to one another and they are absolutely influencing one another, magnifying the qualities of one another, and they're going to make an exact meeting on January the 12th along with the Sun, Mercury, and Ceres. Ceres is an asteroid that is closely linked to the archetype of Pluto and the Moon, too. She is an Earth Mother, who repre- a goddess energy, who represents the natural cycles of loss and renewal. She symbolizes the painful breaking of attachment, which can be the catalyst of our eventual wholeness oneness. This is an asteroid that brings the energy of fertility and growth. It's very auspicious for the divine feminine rising, but it does come with loss. It does come with loss. There is that energy of loss and abandonment here. So, Our country might abandon us. Our family might abandon us. Our friends might abandon us. A lover might abandon us. Do not fucking abandon yourself. Spirit will never abandon us. You know, that is why this inner sacred space, this inner connection, this inner relationship, your relationship with yourself is the most fucking important thing in your life. There is a definite interdependent quality to the times we're living in. Interdependent. It's not even like, it's like we put ourselves first. We allow others to do the same for themselves. That's it. We're whole by ourselves. We come to others with a sense of wholeness. Living with dignity and intending that for all humans, even those with agendas we despise, This takes fortitude. This week is really going to highlight this need for that kind of inner fortitude. That kind of need for like absolute unconditional love. And it's also going to highlight a need for boundaries on a personal level. Who and what drains and exhausts you? Who and what doesn't value you? Who and what drags you down into a lower vibration? Where are you meeting people in a lower, denser vibration that you know is not the vibe you want to be in. Get yourself the fuck out of there. (laughs) Okay? Get out of there. They have got to go. You have got to stay true to your vibration, to what you want to achieve. 
okay? So any lesser energies, got to go. We've got to release them. Yes, making those changes is going to cause ripples. It's going to piss people off. But it's time to clear the energy, clear out these people's situations and behaviors that are a match for any internal belief systems that seek to beat you up, keep you small, rather than nourish you. Everything is being transformed. You and I do not have the power to stop it. You won't be able to control these changes, but the thing that we can control is our reaction and our inner life. Don't succumb to crisis mode and pessimism. Okay, we have a duty, each of us, to seek out the places within us that hold violence, pain, suffering, intolerance, judgment without mercy, unkindness. We've got to seek out those places within us and fucking transform them. And you know it and I know it. Okay? That's what we're doing here. You might love others, but if you don't show that same love towards yourself then that is not the pathway of creation for you fully yet. We need to harness this immense, beautiful energy that is available to us, this divine love creation energy. But we have to shift ourselves in order to be a channel for it, to receive it. By shifting ourselves, we shift the energy of everything connected to us. The more we do it, the more it ripples out. It makes a difference and it works, but it takes work. That's like my 2020 mantra. You better work, bitch, <laughs> said in RuPaul's voice. Uh, I don't know if she said bitch, but um, you better work. Um, all right, my loves. So that is the report for this week. It's a lot. It's a lot going on. Let yourself be a passionate warrior for the work you've got to do. Um, again, if you want to support this energy report, if you enjoy this energy report, share it with a friend. Share it on your, on your, with others. You know, uh, email it to someone. Um, and uh, and if you want to support it uh, in another way energetically, you can make any kind of Venmo donation to at Rebecca Dash Conran. Um, I always ask people to donate for the year. $52 for the year is a dollar per week. Um, or you can become a patron to the Energy Report uh, through my Patreon, which is linked in the show notes. Um, I no longer am doing uh, astrology readings or tarot readings, but I am doing my medium sessions. So my coaching and clearing sessions where we look at any energies surrounding you we look at pathways. You can definitely ask questions. We'll connect in with your spirit guides to get some accurate information. We'll clear out any cords of attachment. We'll clear out any uh, energies at all that are interfering. And we will really just restore a divine connection for you. Those sessions are all bookable through my website, www.rebeccaconran.com. And uh, y'all, I got a fucking record coming out. And it is basically just this beautiful sound bath. Uh, so when that's available, I will let you know. Uh, and that will be available for download. Um, all right, loves. Well, I wish you so much luck this week. Well, you don't need luck. What do you need? I wish you so much love this week. 
you know, we can never have enough love. And I will speak to you soon. Bye.